This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyler This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson Jackson himself. Look at him turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! He is Houdini! Touchdown! Patrick Mahomes with a rope! Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back uh, to tell you all about how uh, many weeks ago we predicted that uh, <laughs> Tom Brady was going to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, obviously, we're joking, but Dylan, as we, we said on the previous episode of the podcast, we would like to take a little bit of credit because I think we were pushing Tom Brady to the Bucks more than a lot of other people were. Um, and we were, were making the, the reasons why I think it was you looked at what could be around him. Uh, we said if he really wanted to win, I mean, he had a lot of weapons around him. If you pick the Bucks, um, the defense is getting better. And you have Bruce Arians there, who is, you know, essentially an offensive mastermind. So, I mean, you know, I guess right now it, uh, you know, Brady's going to the Bucks, and uh, maybe it makes us uh, look like we know what we're talking about a little <laughs> bit more because, uh, I mean, it's still weird to see him, you know, in, in a Tampa Bay Bucks jersey, which, uh, you know, I know at Clutch Points we've uh, we've seen that quite a bit. Uh, we, we've tried to make it look good, but you know, it still it still looks odd. I think to to know that Brady's going to be playing uh, for the Bucks next season. Well, luckily they're I believe they're re- redesigning their jerseys, so hopefully they'll have That's a right. little bit better look than the current ones. But even then, any any Buccaneer uh, variation of their jersey is going to look odd on Tom Brady for a while. Even as he starts to play, I don't think that's going to change. But yeah, as you mentioned, when we talked about it, obviously no no actual source of any sort. Don't uh, say that. We all had sources, right? <laughs> Everyone had rumors. So yeah, in terms of connecting to the Buccaneers, yeah, like we said, you know, however long ago, we had, not too long after the regular season ended, we started looking at, at the time, we're still, you know, assuming he was going to stay with the Patriots, but we had the caveat, you know, if he was going to leave, where might he go? And it just, yeah, it just seemed to make a lot of sense. Uh, given you know all the weapons they have, the coach, the, the improving defense, all the things you just mentioned, and uh, yeah, it's it's crazy that it actually happened. Though I, I still, as we you know we recorded on Monday, still didn't believe as we were talking about the Buccaneers as the favorite non or the non Patriots favorite to get him. I still really couldn't buy it until you know Tuesday morning when Tom releases the thing leaving. The, uh, you know, the whole statement leaving the Patriots. And it kind of set in in that moment, like regardless of where he was going to go, uh, it was going to be crazy. But yeah, I think it 
uh, most of the reports that it came down to the Chargers and the Bucks. And I think at this point, I'd rather not be in Patrick Mahomes' division. Although, not that the Saints uh, are going to be uh, too easy for Tampa Bay to get uh, across, but nonetheless, going to be, you know, for a franchise that hasn't made the playoffs, I think, in since like 2008, it's going to be insane. I was already reading about how just when it be before it was even an official report, their season tickets yeah. were just <laughs> off the hook. Like everything, it's going to be madness. And uh, now we have another franchise for all the uh, bandwagon fans to navigate to. Well, I think I think they were saying I don't remember what it was, but like the line at one point was like six thousand online that were waiting um, for season tickets and all that. Uh, they they were in the line, I guess, trying to get Bucks season tickets, but uh, they'll have no trouble uh, selling their tickets uh, this season, without a doubt. And um, yeah, it's just I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy. And and I'll tell you when when he came down to the Bucks and the Chargers, which I think we all knew that as you know all the reports were coming out. You know the Raiders, they didn't seem like they were in the mix at all. Um, it did. And I thought it was going to be the chargers. Like I even said that to someone I was like, you know, the Chargers are probably going to be the ones to get him here. Because if you thought about it, when, when Robert Kraft said what he said about Brady, just wanted to, you know, basically restart things from, I think it was like football and beyond. So football and life, um, you're thinking, okay, well, Los Angeles, you know, he's got this new production company. Um, it just, it all fits. You have a new stadium. Like there are just so many things I thought you just tied into it. But the one thing I didn't think about was the fact that it does make sense that he would stay on the East Coast, basically the same time zone, like it's the same sort of setup. Um, and I think Brady's, you know, got enough money to where he can he can fly around back and forth to Los Angeles if he needs to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think maybe I just I underestimated that aspect of it because I thought that when it came down to the Bucks and the Chargers, I was like, I actually think it's going to be the Chargers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been nuts. It would have been a lot of fun for maybe not as a Rams fan, but just for the city of Los Angeles in general, the the buzz around all those games. And I believe the Chargers host the Patriots this season, too. So that would have been yeah. quite the uh, scene. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they talked about how yeah the East Coast thing played a factor, which I'm being close to home, which I, I guess I underestimated because I, I think about, you know, Brady, obviously from California, but he's you know yeah. been two decades on the, in the on the east coast so at this point he's a native uh, to the east coast and as wife obviously has a lot of things going on in new york so it, it makes sense from that angle and i think also just football wise i mean the chargers probably for their sake we'll see what they do at quarterback right now tyron taylor uh they're gonna go ahead with him as a starter but I just I just feel like Tampa Bay has maybe the NFC is a little deeper than the AFC, but nonetheless, I think the in terms of his own success, I think Tampa Bay lines up well with all the weapons, and we know how incredibly uh, competitive Tom Brady is. So I don't, uh, you know, in terms of his desire and like uh, drive to be as successful as possible outside of New England and prove that he can do it, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think he's going to be as mentally and physically prepared for this season as he has for any of the last few years. Well, we know we're going to get, uh, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees twice. Um, mm-hmm. When you look at, I yes. think, who the Bucks are going to play next season, I'm actually going through their schedule. Now you will, um, let's see, they're going to have, they'll go to Denver, so they'll play the Broncos, non-divisional games. They're going to play at the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, they are at the Lions. Uh, they're at the Giants. They're at the Raiders. Um, and then I think they have home go. Oh, so you get uh, Tom Brady against uh, the Packers. So Aaron uh-huh. Rodgers, um, you get Patrick Mahomes. So there you go. That's uh, <laughs> that's another one. And then you get the Rams. And so actually it's a pretty good, pretty nice setup there. How about that? There's going to be yeah. t- Tom Brady and the Bucks against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in Tampa. Um, there you go. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, that could be a Super Bowl preview 
in the exact oh same gosh. stadium. So <laughs> what about that? We're already looking ahead to the Super Bowl. Um, they could play the exact same game in the exact same stadium uh, for the Super Bowl, right? So um, there you go. We'll see. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. That could be a that could be a long shot maybe at this point. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if any team. I, I'm pretty sure no team has ever won a Super Bowl in their own building. I'm not even sure if they've actually played in one in their own building. I know that one of the closest was the 49ers one year played the Super Bowl at Stanford yeah. at their their stadium back when Joe Montana was there. But I, yeah, that would be something. I don't know if I have that those big of expectations for the <laughs> Buccaneers at this point. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. The schedule does. Uh, we'll see how good the the Panthers and Falcons are uh, after last year being pretty disappointing for both franchises. But uh, there are some tough games here that, I mean, we've talked about how we think the Broncos are going to be better. Yep. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs uh, and Packers, a team that made, won the Super Bowl, a team that almost made the Super Bowl. Uh, for my sake, hopefully the Rams will be a bit better. So not an easy uh, slate of games here. Uh, and as we know, the NFC just so deep. It's, uh, this is the first time we're going to see Tom Brady for a, a long time not be in a division where pretty much the other three teams really aren't threats. Um, where they're actually, where he's actually looking up at a, a Saints team that isn't just again one of the best teams in the NFC, but really a Super Bowl contender, one of the best teams in the NFL overall. Yep, uh, we'll see. And uh, the reason I think so many people were uh, lining up to get tickets, maybe not only just for Tom Brady, but for uh, who Tom Brady could be bringing with him. Because uh, we come all the way back around here on the podcast. It seems like uh, we first started this thing. One of the, the hot topics was Antonio Brown. And here we are, Tom Brady signing with the Bucks, And you have this rumor from uh, Tom Pelissero uh, talking about, uh, he put this out uh, on Wednesday morning, about uh, teams who were trying to pursue Tom Brady. And he put out this tweet uh, that uh, other suitors were under the impression that Tom Brady wanted A.B. to come with him. Um, so how about that scenario? And then, uh, he does mention in the tweet, you know, and this is, you know, we just look at the roster and understand this, but that would give Tom Brady a wide receiver group of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Um, listen, if if you want to, if you want to stick it to the Patriots and say, Hey, you know, this is what, you know, I I really maybe should have had in terms of a, a full, uh, lineup of wide receivers. Um, this wide receiver unit, uh, I'm not sure even how the best defense um, in the NFL would be able to stop this group. But uh, again, that's that's Antonio Brown at his best, uh, which we just have not seen uh, certainly in this past uh, you know year or so now. Uh, but uh, hey, I, I don't know if there's anything to this because as we've said with all the rumors, uh, you, you never know at this point. But uh, if so, uh, that's that's very intriguing, I guess, to be able to add Antonio Brown to what's already a pretty dynamic uh, group of receivers there. Yeah, when those reports kind of came out last week, when it it was you know from a source close to AB, I kind of was laughing it off. But now you you see this, and actual teams believing this is an actual a real thing. I was pretty surprised, but at the same time, if Antonio Brown is you know at his best, like you said, we haven't seen in a long time. If he's on the field and everything off the field is not a distraction and everything's in order, then yeah, I mean that group already between Evans and Godwin. What a ridiculous combo. We saw how many times teams had to really pick their poison as Godwin kind of ascended with Mike Evans drawing so much attention on the other side. You throw Antonio Brown in there, that that trio is not going to be matched uh, in the NFL. I'm sorry, but uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I know especially uh, AB and that one game was against the Dolphins early in the year where they played together. Uh, and that was before the Dolphins really took off. So, uh, but that, you know, they, they had a great connection. I mean, you have two guys that are just mentally – 
uh, on a different level. And when Antonio Brown's, you know, on the field, he's not just one of the most talented receivers, but he just the way he sees the game is is pretty incredible. And Brady's right there. So that just that combo itself would be dangerous enough. But you add in the other two guys, a lot of reasons to be excited. And uh, I know we talked a little bit before about um, uh, earlier uh, before we recorded about the Buccaneers possibly have an interest in Todd Gurley, whether <laughs> his actual value isn't <laughs> probably as high just that name power you imagine if they get if they traded for Todd Gurley and signed Antonio Brown the, the, the amount of jersey sales uh, in, in the top five of the NFL it's, you got probably two at least two maybe three of the top five jersey sales next season at that point yeah you'd have Tom Brady Chris Godwin Mike Evans Todd Gurley Bruce Arians um, possibly Antonio Brown. I think there was the rumor that the Bucks were also looking to, to try to get wide receiver help. So if you take Antonio Brown out of the equation, they're still looking to add someone else probably uh, to the mix. And then I think the underrated guy in all this, O.J. Howard, because he was one that I know that frustrated a lot of people, but it seems like everyone keeps going back to look at how talented this guy is. And I know he's kind of underperformed, but I think we've seen too what he's capable of, and so if you throw him in the mix, you got a tight end that just mm. oh my goodness, like I don't I don't know what you do if your defense is if all this comes to fruition, like we said, mm. the Todd Gurley thing, that's just I mean who knows at this point, but um, even if not, I think you, you look at that passing game and it's going to be really hard to stop uh, the Bucks uh, without a doubt. Now as for how it impacts the Patriots, we spent all this time. And this is by the way, this is going to be the new norm. I think uh, you know we spent so much time. All we did was talk about the Patriots, but. Um, now it's like all the attention is going to turn to Tom Brady, to the Bucks. but how does it affect the Patriots? And I think there was a report that came out on Wednesday about the Patriots not expected to spend a lot of money uh, on mm-hmm. Tom Brady's replacement, meaning they're not going to go out uh, and maybe, you know, pursue anyone that's going to make them spend a ton of money. And that's not surprising. We know the Patriots. Um, that's just kind of how they operate. And I think for Bill Belichick, um, who knows? Because they have Jared Stidham there, as we talked about last time. Uh, they mm-hmm. seem to be high on him long term. Now, short term, I don't know uh, if that's the answer necessarily that they're going to want. Uh, but it does open up some options. Uh, I guess that can lead us into, you know, would they be in play for Cam Newton, who uh, has, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, air quotes, uh, has been allowed to seek a trade uh, from the Panthers, which uh, Cam Newton does not seem to be. Uh, in agreement with in terms of how that whole thing played out. Uh, But really, (laughs) I I mean, at this point, like, I I don't know that that's the route they go. But but otherwise, for the Patriots, um, as we said, it's probably, you know, picking up someone in the draft, making a big trade if they would do Mm -hmm. that. We don't know that that necessarily meets, you know, what they usually do either. But um, at this point, I I don't I really have no idea, I guess, which way the Patriots are going to go here. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing them possibly get Jameis Winston. I know that was yeah. something that was kind of <laughs> we talked about, which would be hilarious, but I just I really don't see that happening. Um, otherwise, free agent wise, not a lot out there at this point. They obviously could trade for someone like Andy Dalton if they really wanted to, but what is what is that really doing for them? I, I enjoyed uh, one take from uh, Pro Football Focus's Sam Munson. He he had a tweet that kind of went a little viral earlier about the, you know, if the Patriots let Brady leave after 20 years, tank for a season, then resume the dynasty for another 20 with Trevor Lawrence because yeah. of the first team to intelligently uh, tank, <laughs> I may just cry. So was, I thought that was pretty hilarious and uh, pretty frightening to think about. Yeah. Not something I would put past the Patriots, not a team that really we could anticipate tanking, but, you know, uh, they, they still have so much talent. So I really don't, you know, it's a funny thing to think about. I don't see that necessarily working out. No matter who's a quarterback, their defense is still so talented. I still think they're going to win 
at least a number of games. I, I they're probably still a favorite, right? I mean, maybe the Bills. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see the the uh, the you know the odds for that division <laughs> at this point. It really, I guess it depends who's gonna be under center for them. So we'll we'll probably know how much uh, Tampa or uh, New England's really trying to win based on what they do at quarterback. But yeah, a lot of you know we talked about. Philip Rivers, uh, it's a possibility, but obviously he's now uh, in agreement uh, and, you know, just some details to figure out, but he's going to be going to the Colts. Another one I enjoyed was the idea of Andrew Luck coming out of retirement. <laughs> Patriots. That'd be something, but no, I think at this point, uh, you know, if they, if they really evaluate and don't think they're going to have a chance at a Super Bowl, this isn't a team that uh, really, you know, if they're not just trying to be decent. They really want to win. I know they had some lean years in the middle of the Brady, uh, uh, in the middle of Brady's career, not necessarily in terms of not winning, but, you know, maybe not as a top Super Bowl contender for that kind of period between their Super Bowl run. So they've had this this kind of spot before, but I it's a different area, and I, I really am curious to see what happens. I, I just don't – there's so many things in play, and but given, you know, uh, what has transpired since – you know, starting with Andrew Luck's surprising entire uh, retirement, you know, the number of things that have happened, Brady on the Bucks, Rivers on the Colts, like AV out of the NFL. So many things have developed since then. I really, I, you can't really rule anything out. So I know last podcast, I was doubting that they'd be able to trade up and get someone like Tua or even Justin Herbert. But uh, I think anything's kind of possible at this point. Well, Patriots have a long history of winning under Bill Belichick, and uh, they're probably going to continue to do the same uh, no matter what move they make but uh you know what dylan you and i can also be winning and uh that's because we use bet online and uh currently no nba nhl or college basketball going on uh, everyone might think that there is nothing to bet on well you would be wrong uh, bet online still has hundreds of places to wager uh, from their online casino to poker and blackjack they're all open 24 hours a day and they're all online uh, so sports uh, aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts. Esports is on the rise. Uh, and if you're into entertainment, uh, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee. That's a favorite of Dylan's. Uh, and even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's a favorite of both of us. Um, so if you want to do that, just be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And that is Bet Online, your new ticket to online action. Um, we mentioned that the Philip Rivers thing, uh, there's another quarterback uh, that had a landing spot we sort of expected. Um, and we also mentioned, you know, the Cam Newton trade and how that affects the Panthers because the Panthers do have a new quarterback. And I don't necessarily think this is all that unexpected either because it seemed like they were the team that kept being brought up in terms of a, a potential landing spot for Teddy Bridgewater. Sure enough, Dylan, that's where he lands. Um, and I guess it's going to be interesting to see you know, how they move forward there uh, for, you know, new head coach, you got Matt Rule, uh, offense, they've got Teddy Bridgewater now, they've got Christian McCaffrey. Um, what what do things look like, I guess, uh, on the Panthers offense next season? Yeah, uh, tough, a tough division, obviously. <laughs> no, yes. we, we already have the Saints. Now we, we're talking about how explosive this Bucks defense can be. The last podcast, we talked about Tampa's defense finishing in the top six or seven DVOA wise. So, yeah, it's, I, I think the Panthers are still in a rebuilding period, but this is a nice bridge, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, a nice bridge uh, quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and I think he'll fit in well with Joe Brady and what they're going to be trying to do and uh, just some of the short passing game things that they're going to do, obviously, with McCaffrey. I still worry about this team's overall. Uh, we talked about all season. They can just could not defend the run whatsoever. So, you know, maybe the offense will be better. Uh, we'll, uh, but, you know, Teddy was in a great system there in New Orleans. 
Uh, it's not going to be quite as easy, I don't think, really, with what he has in Carolina. So I still think it's a great signing for them. I know another team that was interested in and Bridgewater before he signed, we, we had an article about the Patriots possibly being in play. That would have been intriguing as well. But I think it's a good fit for him and happy for him. That was one thing I think we talked about right after the season ended. We were going over free agent quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, we knew Teddy, after betting on himself last year, staying in New Orleans, not going to Miami. Here he is now after getting the opportunity, winning those games for the Saints and gets a huge contract that I believe was what about like 20 million a year or something like that. Yep. No, he's getting good money. And uh, as we said, that's going to, that's going to put a situation where Cam Newton is, is going to be traded. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I just, you just assume that's going to happen here pretty soon. Um, we don't know exactly who that's going to be. We probably thought that a team like the bears could be uh, one of the options, but uh, instead the bears wind up trading for Nick Foles, which is something that we didn't know if it was going to happen based on the contracts and all that. Uh, but they found a way to make it work. So the Bears uh, bring in Nick Foles. That was the rumor that we heard all offseason. They were going to try to bring someone in um, that you felt like was going to push Mr. Trubisky for that starting job. Um, I think at this point, uh, the Bears, probably a lot of them would have taken anyone when you see uh, how Bears fans have reacted to mm-hmm. Trubisky over the past couple of seasons. Um, you know, We didn't know if that was going to be someone like Marcus Mariota, who wound up signing with the Raiders. Um, and so, you know, that did that, that put the bears, I think in a situation where you felt like it was probably going to be one of three people. It was either going to be, you know, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, or Nick Foles. And it wound up being the latter of that group, uh, as they, they bring Foles in there to Chicago. Yeah. I'm not sure how much, uh, those, uh, some, uh Trubisky appreciated some of his teammates oh, pretty openly, whether it be liking tweets or responding to tweets about the, the odds of the bears landing Cam Newton, yeah. uh, really shows how confident they are in him. <laughs> but, uh, in terms of what, yeah, Nick Foles, I mean, I, I, I thought maybe Andy Dalton was a better option. Nick Foles with that, that contract and, uh, you know, they're not, they're taking all the money. They already have an issue with the cap. Uh, so, I don't know how much this really helps the Bears. Uh, you know, Nick Foles' last victory, I believe, not just in the playoffs, uh, but overall was against the Bears. I believe he went 0-4 last year with the Jaguars. Uh, almost was able to beat the Saints in the divisional round of the playoffs a year ago. But nonetheless, not a guy that really showed a ton last year. And uh, for everything we've uh, criticized Trubisky for, their their offense isn't – it's just they have some good weapons. But overall, I mean, the offensive line is fine. It's it's just not really a potent attack where you you're gonna plug in a guy um, and really expect him to just dominate. So we'll see how he does. I hope I hope Foles uh, plays up to it and makes the most of the opportunity. But I really don't know uh, you know if it's gonna be a huge upgrade of what's been happening with Trubisky. I guess we'll find out once the season starts. And um, I, I don't know if this really moves the needle as much. Obviously, the Bears' schedule was a huge uh, predicament last season. It's going to probably ease up a little bit. I haven't really looked too far into it. But nonetheless, I'm not sure if this makes takes the Bears from where they were last year and like adds too many wins to where they become uh, what we thought they were two years ago when they went 12-4. and four. Yeah, I don't know either. Like you said, it's, I think that division, um, it's just, man, it's tough. And knowing that you've got <laughs> – the Packers and the Vikings that that really they're not going anywhere in terms of uh, their ability probably to contend. Um, it's just yeah, how do you take that next step for the Bears, knowing that your defense isn't as good and you still have unknowns at quarterback position? Uh, it's yeah, I mean it's it's going to be hard I think for the Bears to know what to expect from them. We mentioned the Vikings; um, they're not going anywhere, but they did make a move, and, and you know this entire all we've talked about is quarterbacks. You want to talk about some drama? With quarterbacks, my goodness, um, there's been a lot of it, but we're just now getting to a big trade, uh, which we led 
with on the last episode was a big wide receiver getting traded. And there was another one that got traded since the time uh, we recorded that one. And that was Stefan Diggs uh, going from the Vikings to the Bills. We hinted at it uh, on that episode in terms of uh, he was putting out his cryptic tweets uh, yet again. And so this time it turns out there was actually something to it uh, as the Bills are the ones that pick up Stefan Diggs. And uh, I know that's exciting for uh, the resident Bills fan, uh, Dylan, here <laughs> on the podcast, because, um, I mean, we said, listen, if you look at the Bills, I mean, we said, I mean, their trajectory is certainly on the way up when you look at their defense. Uh, you feel like Josh Allen's getting better. Now you add Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs to the mix. Um, you know, you've you've got a pretty good nucleus there. You got, you know, Singletary's there. You've got mm-hmm. uh, Josh Brown, Josh Brown, John Brown with his speed. I mean, listen, I, I I mean, I think it's a nice move for the Bills because now you've got, you know, two guys and and John Brown and mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs. I mean, their speed and and their ability, I mean, that's a that's a nice group there. Yeah, no, I think I mean the Bills realize now with the Patriots what still have a solid nucleus, but this is kind of an opportunity for Buffalo to win now. Uh, you're still on Josh Allen's rookie deal, so there's some good things happening there. Uh, Diggs isn't a guy that's gonna. It's not like they're drafting one of these receivers and have to really hope that he's going to play up to it. We know what we're getting with a Stephon Diggs. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL, one of the best route runners, the best deep route runners, which fits quite well with Josh Allen. I I know uh, I you know was initially thinking you know. Uh, Diggs is probably going to get frustrated a bit with some overthrown balls. <laughs> I know he's had some frustrations with uh, Cousins. Josh Allen has struggled with that at times, but he really did improve on his deep ball accuracy last season compared to his rookie campaign. No reason to think that won't continue. And uh, when guys get as open as uh, Diggs does so routinely, it makes it a lot easier. So I think it's a great fit. And yeah, Buffalo, man, uh, my Buffalo Bills here, yep. uh, looking like they, you know, last year wasn't a fluke. Uh, it's going to be a tougher I mean, overall schedule beyond the division. But I think the division schedule is not going to be too insanely tough. Uh, Dolphins are getting better. Uh, those games against the Patriots will be interesting. But nonetheless, a uh, great get for them. I don't think, you know, they may have paid a, a, a bit much, but I don't think it was an overpay. Everyone's kind of looked at this from what I can tell, uh, unlike the Watkins deal, where it was so uh, clearly one-sided. I, it feels like both teams made out pretty well here. If Minnesota had to move on from Diggs, you don't want to have to move on from a guy on a, a you know a receiver deal that's really not that overly expensive. He's pr- still pretty young, but if it's going to happen, they got a great return for him. Hey, don't forget my, about my guy, uh, Cole Beasley, there too. The fantasy yes. rock, uh, the most consistent fantasy player in the world. I can't prove that with statistics, but uh, I will tell you that uh, he is very consistent. And I think this, you know, you add him to the mix, that's a that's a pretty good core group there. You talk about wide receivers that all add a little bit to something different. Um, I think they're going to be able. They're going to have some options in terms of what mm-hmm. they were able to do. Uh, with that offense, like we said, it, it's going to depend on Josh Allen uh, in terms of accuracy and all that. But, yeah, I mean, if you're the Bills, you, you've got to be excited. I mean, and we said, I mean, having a chance to, to step forward, win that division, um, and, and just continue to be a, a playoff team here uh, moving forward. So should be exciting to see uh, how things unfold there with the Stefan Diggs trade to the Bills. All right, Dylan, I guess, you know, to wrap up here, we're looking ahead, um, not knowing what other trades could happen, but we mm-hmm. look at the best players that are still available. Uh, we sort of, we talked about Jameis Winston earlier. Um, I mean, at this point, who knows, right? Because, I, I mean, we, you know, we were saying how odd it could be or why it would fit with the Raiders. Well, they signed Marcus Mariota. So now you've got Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota there. Um, where else really makes sense? I mean, and again, probably not as a starter at this point when you just look around at the landscape. 
Uh, so that makes it a little harder to predict because you do feel like there's someone uh, that's going to get, you know, bring him in as a backup. That would make a lot of sense. I mean, you could do a lot worse uh, as James, James Winston is a backup quarterback. But, um, you know, I, I guess beyond that, I think Melvin Gordon's the name that, that sticks out in terms of still not knowing exactly where he's going to land. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other guys, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, Robbie Anderson, guys like that. Uh, I guess it's going to be interesting to see uh, kind of how things unfold uh, with those uh, offensive uh, type of guys too here in the, in the you know throughout this free agency period. Mm-hmm. It's, it's already been wild, and like we said, we're only basically three days into it. Yeah, it's moved pretty quickly. So I was yeah. kind of surprised. I thought maybe with everything happening right now, it might be more difficult. Uh, obviously, guys aren't really flying. The, no one's flying the meetings. It's all either on the phone or online or whatever. But uh, yeah, a ton of movement at this point. I, yeah, Robbie Anderson's still a great option for a lot of teams. Emmanuel Sanders, like we're talking about, uh, Melvin Gordon. I think the last uh, article we had said it. You know, there, there's a rumor that it was down to the Dolphins, Falcons, and Buccaneers. Uh, I guess if you're not going to trade for Todd Gurley, you can bring yep. in, you can bring in Melvin Gordon. Uh, Had some in, injury issues, but not maybe the as uh, concerning long term. So, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins could be intriguing too. They've added a ton of talent. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, there's yeah, not not a lot of uh, guys out there though. Uh, we, we you know we just mentioned Sanders and Anderson, but other than that, I mean, there's Funches and a few other guys, not you know top tier names. I think a lot of the teams that haven't added receivers at this point are going to be looking towards the towards the NFL draft, where as we've we've talked about a few times before, it's just going to be a really deep uh, draft from every all indications at, at the position. So uh, at this point, yeah, frequency. I think we've we've seen the in just the first three days here <laughs> the craziest of it, but uh, not completely over. Still, some big things that happen. Yep, still have a lot of ones out there. Like we said, there's been some of those, uh, you know, other ones that, that have happened, I guess, on Wednesday. You had Dante Fowler going to the Falcons. Um, that That's good for the Falcons defense uh, because, yes. as we've said, uh, not something uh, that has uh, been a strong spot for them over the past couple of seasons. And then you had Fowler going there, Leonard Floyd, uh, who was uh, released by the Bears. He's now going to the Rams. Um, other defensive guys, too, making moves. Chris Harris going to the Chargers. Um, that was one we didn't exactly know where he would wind up, but he stays in the same division after uh, leaving the Broncos. Uh, and I guess, you know, everyone else. I mean, you've got Javion Clowney still out there, and um, that's one that I think uh, could be intriguing mm-hmm. to watch here soon because, uh, as we, we've talked about on Clutch Points, um, he wants a lot of money, and uh, it looks like that market just uh, is not there for him right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, our latest article is saying something where he wants around twenty million a year. Kind of wants that Aaron Donald, Cleo Mack category, and he's just not quite going to get there. His impact is when he's when he's healthy. He's you know one of the most dominant pass rushers in the NFL. But that's the big if, and he's not healthy that much. And we saw when he struggled with injuries down the stretch. He stayed on the field for Seattle, but he was just not nearly as effective as he was or in the middle kind of portion of the season. So. Yeah, I, I, he'll, I'm sure he's still going to get a really solid contract, but Cleo Mack and, and especially Aaron Donald are just kind of on another plane to expect that kind of money. You have to consistently produce and be consistently healthy. And those, that's something those two guys, uh, pretty uniquely for playing such a physical and tough position, have just stayed on the field and dominated every year. Yep, uh, it will be interesting, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, and uh, who knows how it's all going to play out for some of these guys. By the way, as we always say, there's always something that pops up on Twitter, uh, especially as we're recording this time of the season. Uh, Darius Slay, who, um, you know, <laughs> talking about how the uh, the Lions have, uh, you know, they signed Desmond Trufant. So uh, Darius Slay, I think, just reacted on Twitter, and uh, here's exactly what he had to say. <laughs> he said, uh, congrats to my guy. 
Hope that speeds up my trade process. So uh, there you go. He's not holding back uh, in terms of uh, Darius Slay going to be traded um, by the Lions, I'm sure, at some point, especially when he puts it out on Twitter like that. Um, so uh, somebody will pick up a nice uh, a nice playmaker there in the secondary uh, because uh, mm-hmm. Darius Slay uh, pushing his own trade uh, on Twitter. That's what we like <laughs> to see this time of the year, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I guess we'll see where he ends up, but... Uh, still, you know, not, not necessarily the, uh, particularly the guy that he used to be on the yeah. field, but still has a, a big impact. I'm sure someone's going to be at the end of the day. This is something we've seen teams like the Patriots and some other teams uh, realize there's an, sometimes an inefficiency where guys almost get overlooked because, you know, they're not who they used to be. But and they're, and they're getting older and there's a little bit more money in their contract, but they still can make a big impact on the field. So. Uh, I'm sure I don't think any team that's going to end up bring, bringing Slay in for the price. I don't think it's going to be an overpay by any means. I'm sure they're probably going to be able to get him for not too much considering what he actually might be able to do on the field. Here's the funniest part of this. I, I just scrolled down on the uh, the replies to this. And, uh, you want to know who replied with nothing but, uh, I guess, the uh, the laughing and the, the crying um, emojis? That would be none other than Stefan Diggs. Um, so uh, he has replied with all of that, and uh, Slay replied to him. Oh, I just Twitter's great, man. It's just uh, what a what a great platform that is uh, to be able to to see uh, these types of interactions. So Stefan Diggs, he knows a little bit something about uh, trying to to push a trade process, and uh, there you go. So uh, maybe maybe he'll wind up in Buffalo. We'll see. Uh, Darius Slay. We're, we're not calling that. We're not calling that one like we did uh, Tom Brady the Bucks, but uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, all right, but yeah, like we said, there's a lot more out there, and uh, we'll have you covered. Uh, with all of that uh, here on the podcast, but Dylan, uh, as we said, it's been a busy several days over clutch points, uh, all sorts of uh, stuff over there. Lots of reaction to some of these big moves. Uh, let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section there. It's easy to click to. And yeah, all of our all of our news and rumors, everything covered for all the signings, basically outside of maybe some really minor ones. But we've all got it covered reactions with editorials, mini editorials, and different things that kind of really dive more into what the impact of these players means, how it really uh, takes teams either to you know, be contenders or possibly Super Bowl contenders. Lots of good stuff that our guys are coming up with here and uh, we'll keep pumping it out. And yeah, especially without as much NBA news for us to cover, there still is NBA, uh, you know, things that are going on. So we got that all covered at clutch points. You can read all about it either on the website or in the app as well. Yep. Check all that out. Uh, lots of great stuff. And uh, again, be sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, we'll have uh, lots more on the way here on uh, what's been a wild uh, free agency thus far. And uh, I'm sure some trades still to come uh, involving some of these players. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. So, yeah, be sure you subscribe. Thanks to the uh, fine folks at Blue Wire for all they do. And thanks again to Bet Online uh, for what they do as well. And uh, we thanks as always for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Established the Past podcast. 